You're listening to the Four Frequency Sake Network. For Frequency Sake is brought to you by Durham Remodeling, serving the Quad City area's remodeling and repair needs since 1973. Clint's Draft House, grab a bite and a pint on 7th Street, Moline. Low Pies, New York style pizza served by the Slice or Pie, Davenport. Lifted Energy, energy drinks, coffee, donuts, and more. Hashtag get lifted. Atomic Sports Cards and Collectibles, Sports Cards and Memorabilia. Vintage clothing, hats, pennants, and more. Yard Barbers, providing the Quad City area with all their yard care needs. Go yard with Yard Barbers. A Cut Above, offering quality custom woodwork designed specifically around our customers. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Cards Subject to Change podcast, the podcast by the fan, for the fan. I'm your host, Never Wrong, Nick Bull. Joining me as always is my tag team partner, our tag team champ of the podcasting network, the Wizard CZ. Wiz, how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good and I gotta I gotta give a shout out. We had uh, we had Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks over on the Educated Ignorance podcast saying that they were the tag team champions of For Frequency Say, uh-uh, no way, sirs. You want to challenge us? You gotta, you gotta go through us to get those tag titles. I totally agree. <laughs> and if you want them there, we'll put them up in a ladder match. That's the only way we'll do it, right? Absolutely. You're climbing the ladder, CZ. I don't. I got bad <laughs> knees. <laughs> well, we'll see how that goes. Of four hundred. We're inching our way to episode one hundred. We're we're inching our way to episode one hundred. That's next week. But first, we've got the fellas from Absolute Pro Wrestling joining us for episode ninety-nine. The pros of Absolute Pro, if you will. Uh, the pros of Absolute Pro, Jason Prentice, who has one of the most impressive wrestling rooms I've ever seen. Thank you for <laughs> joining us. And Thank Brandon the Shank Eubanks. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I just got to preface this. Brandon may be a little preoccupied. He's got <laughs> 2010 going on in the background. So he may be a little preoccupied with our show being recorded. So I had to bust you out. I had to bust you out on it. I, I, I told you to hide that stuff, man. I don't want people to know I watch crap wrestling and you're out here selling me out two minutes into it. Now listen, we all are guilty. We all are we guilty. know what we know is, by the way, uh absolute tag champ understand about the tag biz but brother real quick he's gonna turn on you i've already seen this done once he sold me out in two minutes <laughs> the moment that he gets put on he wants you to hit the. he said you go to the top of the ladder oh wonder why big man climbing the ladder we're gonna we're gonna see somebody fall that's uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, i love it yes i am watching the uh pay-per-view oh Teddy just put the stripes on. Watch out. 
Got to get him, Teddy. He's got skinny. Oh, Teddy didn't. Oh, man. I'm not spoiling it for nobody else. Go watch on the Peacock right now, 2010, fatal four way. No, no, no. Don't watch it right now. Wait till we're done. No, wait. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, wait yeah, till it's yeah. done. Watch on the I'm just box. saying. <laughs> skinny Drew McIntyre, PhD English, or uh, Kofi Kingston, match number one, Theodore Long. Little Nate, it should be the main event. I love how they start hot. <laughs> Brandon, you are in the right place if you have an affinity for oh, watching man. bad wrestling. One of my all-time favorite shows is Super Clash 3, the AWA uh, old show where the main event, one of the main events is like Von Erich and Lawler, and Von Erich is so messed up. He blades his bicep as he turns <laughs> off. And get a chance to watch it it's 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 a classic show and it's one of my favorites but if you like bad wrestling you're in the right oh place. i that's why i only watch myself all right <laughs> I, I, nick knows this all too well my guilty pleasure is always 1996 uncensored the uh, the battle to end hulkamania the three-tiered oh. cage where hulk and macho man go up against eight other guys and come out smelling like roses. <laughs> See, why don't we look like that, Prentice? Come on. <laughs> Except for I listen, I get okay, so our budget's not that big. So hear me out. Hear me out. We get a dog kennel, right? Yep. One of them outdoor yep. ones. That's stage yep. number one. Okay. Yep. Stage number two. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. All right. <laughs> figure it out. We'll figure it out. But stage one, crazy. Bull roll all the way around the ring. <laughs> Jason, Brandon, I'm going to ask you guys the same question I ask every one of our other guests. And I don't. it doesn't matter to me who answers first. But why professional wrestling? What got you hooked and why are you a fan? I'll let you go first. Yeah, uh, so I really got in at a very young age. I mean... My earliest memory is just being at my grandmother's watching old VHA, you know, VHS tapes because my mom worked at a, a video store when I was very young. And I would just get all these copies of just WCW pay-per-views and WWE pay-per-views. And uh, I was just hooked, you know, and I, I just kept watching from a very, very young age all the way up until I graduated high school. And, I just, I just knew I wanted to get into the business at some point. I didn't know how much of a history my family had in the business either, which is really cool to find out after the point, you know, after all that. But I just at a really young age, my mom was into it, my grandmother was into it, and uh, it, it that kind of helped kind of stabilize my love for pro wrestling because other people around me were also fans of it. They didn't like it, it wasn't shameful, you know, because there, there's people who kind of look at pro wrestling is a dirty little sure. thing like ah, that's a sideshow whatever uh but i had people who i was close to that were like no this is really cool we like it we enjoy it we enjoy watching it and uh, i think that really like i said from a young age helped me kind of carry it through my whole life was there a go-to vhs that sticks that's, out in your mind was there yeah, exactly what i was gonna yes. say what, what, so, was the one, what was the one that you would watch over and over again so on one vhs tape my mom got this copy of a tape from a friend and i messed up at my at my grandma's house, my grandma used to babysit me and my cousins, and on one VHS tape, it was The Breakfast Club, uh, Bill, The Legend of Billy Jean, and WrestleMania Ten, all on one VHS. Oh, okay. So yeah. like, 
from the time I go to my grandmother's house to the time my mom's off work, I got my whole day set, basically, with these three <laughs> things. Three I, mess, I messed up, though, during Brett and Owen. I accidentally hit record. And so I missed, like, the first, at least, I'd say 45 minutes of Mania 10 okay. on that VHS. Oh. I missed it. It's like local access television. Here's what's coming up in your yeah, – Oh, no. For 45 minutes. And then we get to Man on the Mission coming out with Oscar oh, doing God. this. And I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, I actually would make my mom rent WrestleMania 10 just so I could watch it in the, in its entirety as a kid. Because I'm like, oh, I can't watch it now on this VHS. I mean, I can, but I got to fast forward. You know, the kids the kids don't know the difficulty nowadays of oh, fast forward back no. in the 90s and the early 2000s as it is now. But yeah, All VHS was, tapes, by the way, not just yes, WrestleMania. Yes. No. Yeah, I had to be – it was be kind and move forward real quick here. You had to remember well, yeah. what time it was. Yep. I, oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess now when I go back and watch WrestleMania 10, I'll cringe during Brett and Owen knowing that you recorded over it, but I'll laugh when Men on a Mission come out. I'm yeah, that's <laughs> I do. I'm like, I can't, I don't remember. Like, I'm like, man, that match was really quick. Cause like they, Men on a Mission are there and then they're gone. They're just, boom. It's just in, out. And I'm like, did they win the, they didn't win the tag belts. And I was, I get this full VHS tape. I'm like, God, there's a lot of information I didn't know. <laughs> Speaking of information I didn't know, it's 2010 and Gail Kim is signed. <laughs> Brandon, what got you? What got you hooked on pro wrestling? Why? What got you hooked as a fan, and why are you still uh, immersed uh, in pro wrestling? Right here, two reasons. Nobody believes me that I was a Hardy Boy fan before they were even the fucking Hardy Boys on TV. Excuse my French, but uh, okay. I love. I loved, I did, I seen, I remember, so my earliest memories is like 96, but it's very spotty. I'm, by the way, born in 93, so my memory goes back. Yeah, right there, yeah, hi, Jeff Hardy. I'm a, I'm a huge Jeff Hardy, Mark. I got all my autographs are up there, but, uh, I mean, I mean, got them. But, so, like, I, I didn't have friends growing up. I got picked, I got picked on by my little brother. I was that kid. I was a fat kid to just, so, to me, like, when, and, and it's the 90s, dude. We all know what's the hottest ticket. What's beating Monday Night Football? Monday Night Raw. Right. So, yeah, and it's Austin. So, like, you know, I'm I'm also a huge Austin, Mark. Uh, by the way, if I ever meet uh, Kevin Owens, I'm going to ball, just hysterically cry in his arms and thank him for, <laughs> for wrestling. Because I, I kicked everybody out of my house for my WrestleMania party, and I sat in silence and cried the happiest, quiet tears of my life. I just sat there, like, quiet like this and just kept rolling down my face for just hundreds of tears. It was crazy. It was so sad. I loved it. Now, um, Shank, Shank, you're a good-sized dude, so the visual of Kevin Owens holding you would be beautiful because we're about the same size. I might even be a little bigger than him. <laughs> I call him dad. You know, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what's wrong? Why? <laughs> and he'd be like, yeah, yeah. It was freaking awesome, wasn't it? Like, yeah. I'm that dude, dude. I love it so much. But yeah, no. So back to where my ADD left off. Um. So, like, I love the Hardy Boys, dude. And the thing about, like, Jeff Hardy specifically was, like I said, I had no friends. 
And the way I turned out as an adult was clearly not how I wanted to turn out as a kid. As a kid, I was I was going to be like 145 pounds. I was going to have all my eye, my eyebrows pierced, both my lips pierced, all these tattoos. And I turned out white trash as all could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, completely opposite. Don't get me wrong. I still listen to emo music. It's my favorite. Like, I just look, I look way different. <laughs> but Waylon Jennings is what I look like I listen to when it's, when it's really like, I love Taylor Swift too sometimes, you know, not all the time, but sometimes. <laughs> But so that's, I mean, that's like, like I said, so like kids who didn't have friends in the nineties, that's what it was. And it wasn't nothing when you seen somebody wearing an NWO shirt and you did one of these, it was just a common courtesy to tap too sweet me, broski, no matter what. Yeah. So that's kind of like the common ground of wrestling, you know? And then it, it how, you know, how I got to wrestling is way different than what happened. Um, I started cage fighting at 15. I got, I just ran, I lied about my age, showed up to a fight and started cage fighting. And so from keep, 15, keep going with this story. Keep going with this story. I like this. Oh god, I still got my championship belt from when I was 17 back in my other room too. It's my baby. But uh yeah, so I I, I cage fought for a while. And then um uh I tell about until about 20 25, uh I was kind of spotty about 23, 24, 25. I kind of got spotty, you know, did the dumb, got into some drugs, kind of got fat. Like I was a 205 pound champ and I'm, I'm on a diet now and I've, I've lost 25 pounds now. Thanks Mike. Lady. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm 263 nice. now. And so that lets you know, like that Christmas time I was two, I was 285. So good for you coming down. I think, I mean, I fluctuate pretty well, but no. So I was a 205 champ, man. And so, um, you know, and I got, I won my championship at 17. I beat, I beat grown men as a teenager, which was kind of crazy and made my head just huge. And so, you know, I, I rolled with that for a while. Then I got fat. Cause like I said, I got on drugs. I started, you know, really good drugs too. Not just the ones everybody else likes, but so then I get, you know, then I get off that, I get fat. And then I, 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 I swear I'm sitting in a member of this yellow chair I had and I'm, I'm scrolling through Facebook and I am literally, I just got done crying in my bathroom about how facts I'm 325 pounds and I'm going to, I'm going to blow my head off at this point. I'm so tired of my life. I'm going to kill myself. So I sat down and I'm sitting down and I have money. I'm making a lot of money at this point. I'm scrolling through Facebook and all I see is this wrestling school and it said one spot left and I just clicked it. I sent a message. Hey, do you guys got one spot? How much is it? I just want to, I'm just, just you never know. It was right. $750. I had 800 bucks in my account. I said, dude, when school start? They said Saturday. That was Thursday. <laughs> I didn't even take a. They usually they're like, you can come in, take a bump, come check it. No, nah, they're like, give me your money, let's go. So I show up, man, and it, that's it. It's day one. I end up meeting our commentator, Badger Calhoun. God bless that guy. He is the biggest, the biggest tool. By the way, I wish people would like could put headphones in and listen to our commentary instead of just listening to the, the ring bounce around because you would get way more out of listening to them. Tim and top shelf, Tom talk, man. Those guys are amazing. Love them to death. Which, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I got into wrestling, man. That's, that's it. And then I just took, took a, took a step in and it gets a little crazier past that. Cause actually when you step into wrestling, you think it's all peachy cream and hugging and high fives. <laughs> and when, and when you find out the real harsh truth, man, your first year has got to be the hardest year of your life. You more more guys quit in their first three months than they do ever anything. And like, just get through that first year has got to be the hardest thing ever. Like, I wasn't getting booked. My partner was getting booked, and I wasn't. I was getting sad and emotional. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Because I came from MMA, where like, 
I was the main event because I was one. I was I was just like it was weird to see a seventeen year old kid beat people up. So like I was super popular, super over in wrestling world. Like I was John Cena over as a kid, you know. And these so then I come to wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. You know, eight years later, and it's nothing. It's not even like that. Doesn't matter how good you could beat somebody up, dude. It's has nothing to do with that. And so it took me a while, man. It took me a while to get my feet going and finally find out where I'm at. Turning face was probably the best thing I ever did. Holy crap. I like level change. So I love your, I love how you talked about uh, Patrick Calhoun and your commentary team for Absolute Pro. I want to ask because when I was at the show in Waterloo a couple months ago, I did get a chance to talk with, uh, I, I'm blanking on his name, the other commentator, and I didn't meet Badger. Um, uh, yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom. Tom. Uh, it was so loud, though, at the end of the show, everybody mulling out of there. I didn't get a good listen. Where can people watch Absolute Pro and hear that great commentary that yeah. you were talking about? So we have the Prentice Wrestling Network. Uh, the Prentice Wrestling Network was created originally as USA Championship Wrestling, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, throughout this. Sure. Um, my uncle used to have that promotion. I did the, I set up the YouTube because my uncle had no idea what YouTube was. He wanted to find a way to get his wrestling shows onto social media. I said, Oh, it's easy. You just do this. Okay. You're doing it. Okay, great. Send me this stuff. I'll take care of the rest. And so we just had this platform where we have over 3000 subscribers who, you know, once my uncle passed, we're like, well, we need some content and this isn't happening. And once we started picking up our stuff, we started throwing all the content there and a few other promotions as well. And so if people are looking to watch the most recent, anything that we're doing, they can go to the Apprentice Wrestling Network on YouTube. And we have plenty of stuff from last year. We're gearing up for a really big uh, 2024 because we're going to debut a, a, you know, a TV-centric, you know, TV episodic uh, show with USA Wrestling uh, for Absolute Pro Wrestling. And uh, we're really excited about that. That's going to start with our first Waterloo show this year. We're going to work on a couple of things over the next couple of months to kind of get our footing on it and what we like, what we don't like. And, uh, you know, we're really excited about it. You also so can go wanna... check out. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I said you could also go check A lot of our stuff's on there. Not every show's on there. But uh, don't mean to gloat real quick, but 2023 match of the year is on there this year. <laughs> Let's go. I just want to throw that in there real quick. Yeah, first, first According to TLC. tag team photography, by the way. Shout out, shout out Clint. Uh, yeah, first TLC good, match. Good friend we, of the uh, podcast. Yeah. Good brother right there. Jason, talk so, a little bit. You said you had some family ties to the wrestling business yeah. growing up to where you constantly <clears throat> had it wasn't uh, – a dirty thing or it wasn't, you know, a, a dirty secret to be a wrestling fan. You had support system built around you. You said you had family involved in the wrestling business. Touch on that briefly. What did your family members do? And talk about this network a little bit more, this Prentice Wrestling Network and, and the stuff that's going to be found on there. So my uncle, Bert Prentice, I didn't know anything about the Prentice side of my family until I was 18. Uh, my dad was not involved in my life till I was 18. I literally met my dad the day before I graduated high school. and after a while, my dad, we would hang out and stuff, and he's like, you know, your uncle, uh, he manages Jerry Lawler. I'm like, ha, that's funny. Like, this guy manages, okay, sure. I'm like, he knows I like wrestling. He's just trying to butter me up because he's got 18 years worth of making it up to me. Sure. And uh, I did a little research. I'm like, he's not lying. I'm like, this guy, this is real. Like, this guy, he 
he books Lawler at different places and whatnot, and they have a close relationship. And as I'm like researching all this stuff, I'm like, oh my god, like my uncle's worked in the USWA and he got the manager for Hart, Owen Hart. Like WWE would send guys down to face Lawler because one of the things people don't realize is that back in the day with USWA, it was the the big feud for a while was Vince McMahon against Jerry Lawler. And Vince would send down all these people like Jeff Jarrett, again, the, the Hearts, uh, Papa Shango, uh, Giant Gonzalez. Like he would send all these guys down to face Lawler. They'd build up for a month and get to the big event. Lawler would go over and then they go to the next guy until sure. finally there's the end boss with Vince managing this guy, you know, at the big event in Memphis. And then Lawler, you know, you know McMahon manages the guy, Lawler beats the guy. And, Vince goes home upset. But when Lawler's on WWF television, Lawler's the heel at that point of going against Brett and all that. And it's like, it's, it's just weird because when people watch the old footage, which they can do it on YouTube, this is the actual beginning of Mr. McMahon. People think Austin and Vince is what created that character. It's actually the USWA that did that. But uh, getting back on track here, I just love that side note. It's just, it's people don't know that. People don't know some of that history with uh, the USWA, but my uncle worked with Jerry, worked with all these people, and I I just finally, after a while, I said, I want to work for him. He had a territory down in Tennessee. He worked in Jackson primarily and just would go, I mean, he did four shows a week at one point, which is, is crazy. And it wasn't just, you know, four shows in one week, and then he goes, takes a month off. It's weekly shows happening four mm-hmm. times a week. You know, guys were – it was kind of old-school promoting. Guys lived off of wrestling and not a shoot job. You know, like, it was insane what he was able to do with the product. And they had their weekly TV show. Lawler would come in and all this stuff. And um, when I came down for the first time, I was telling him all these things. I'm like, do you guys have, like, anything online where you post shows? And he's like, no. And so that's when I said the YouTube thing. He's like, what's, what's a YouTube? So I explained all that out. I said, do you have a Facebook? Yeah, but I really don't know how to use that book face thing. So I explained Facebook and I said, sure. you know what Twitter is? And it's the same. He just, he wasn't, you know, he's in his late fifties at this point. It doesn't, you know, he's, he's like, Hey, I don't, it doesn't intrigue me to want to get into social media. Can you handle these things? And I did and with the, uh, with the page on YouTube, when he passed away, uh, he passed away here in 2021, you know, there was obviously this void and we had a lot of people subscribed that wanted content. And I said, you know, let's make this the Prince wrestling network. I know plenty of people who want to get their shows out to a bigger audience. Well, we got 3000 plus people who subscribe to watch it. And the views aren't just 3000 people, you know, uh, just depends on how you promote it and whatnot. And we, we had different people like Herb Simmons with his promotion out of St. Louis. We, St. Had, Louis, his, yep. we had his shows on there for a while. Uh, PW, uh, PWX, uh, Niles Plunk, his promotion. We had different little random things from there. But right now, it's just mostly us. Like, it's mostly Absolute Pro Wrestling. And this year, we're really going to dive into our content, our shows, uh, primarily being on that, that network. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're just turning in, you're, you're listening and watching Card Subject to Change, uh, we are here with Jason Prentice, Brandon the Shanks, Eubanks, the owners of absolute pro wrestling. And what I want to know, how did you two come together and how did absolute pro wrestling come into being? 
You want me to tell that one, Shanky boy? Yeah, because I'll swear a lot. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I will put it as bluntly as this. Uh, I was almost entirely done as a wrestling manager in 2019, late 2019, early 2020. I was very just depressed with wrestling. I was not happy with where I was going in life and in wrestling. And Mike Malice, Mike Morgan, um, big. if you've never seen this guy work, he's awesome. He's amazing, dude. Shout out Mike, Madhouse Wrestling real quick. Yep, shout out to those guys. <laughs> um, Malice hits me up. He goes, hey, there's two really big dudes who could use you. If Even if it's not in this promotion, maybe you do it elsewhere. Maybe you try and just tinker with it. But these two, they're good, but they could be really good with you. And so I'm like, okay. And what's funny is I was on a show with Impact Pro Wrestling. I saw him and Badger Calhoun together. I said, damn, they would make a really good tag team. And the two guys that Mike Malice had told me about were exactly those two guys. It was Shank, you know, it was Badger Calhoun. And so I said, all right. And I was working with Rugged Pro Wrestling, Austin Fouts, uh, his promotion. And I said, Austin, I got two guys. I know you want to put me with two people. He, he originally, he's like, hey, here's the booker says, we're going to give you these two guys. And I said, that's cool. I don't want them. I want these two guys. The guy who's telling me what he wants for his promotion, I'm telling him no, because I'm, I guess, yeah, I guess I have some say. And he's like, what the hell? And I said, just trust me. Just these two. I want these two. And he met them. He liked them. We did some. I didn't like me, but. <laughs> he still don't like you. Uh, we he, calls, he calls me, but he doesn't like me. That's a fact. He doesn't like you. But he, uh, we like we did photos and stuff together, and it looked great. And the whole time, this is my favorite part of the story that Shanky just he he pops for. So I'm looking at these two guys because I'm like I'm at this point I'm 27, 26, 27. I'm like God, <laughs> you're 26. <laughs> these two guys. They're young bucks. I'm going to teach them all the things I learned along the way. I've always wanted to work with younger talents and help them progress. And like Shane's calling me. Shane's calling no, me I am. I have never kissed more butt in my life, dude. Oh, yeah. Me and him, we're like, yeah, what do you need from us, my friend? Whatever yeah, need, no, sir. yeah, yeah. Whatever you need, sir. <laughs> Whatever you need. And he's doing that. And then finally we have this lunch date. Because we're about to bring in another guy, and we all wanted to just get together and pitch ideas and stuff about how we can get better. And uh, the guy that we were with, his name's Aaron Von Baron. Aaron's sitting there, and he's like, so, uh, Shank, like, how old are you? And Shank goes, oh, I'm 27. And I said, you're older than me? And it went from, yes, sir, whatever you need to, bitch, <laughs> I'm the superior <laughs> it has literally been this relationship. I was like, "Shut the hell up! You ain't even gonna talk <laughs> anymore." He's like, "Let the let the grownups in the room talk, okay, Prentice? Like, let's uh, we got this. How here. many years so you got in wrestling? Eight. I don't care. Yeah, that's great. You got you have eleven years on the business. I have two years, but I have age. I have age <laughs> over you, and that's all that matters now. And it, as soon as he heard that, it seriously. It went, it went from holding the door open to, you got it. You can do it. You're grown. You're grown. Not as grown as I am. But we we just, like, we, we had this bond right away. We got along so well. And whether it was in, like, doing wrestling stuff or 
hitting each other up, playing video games, and we're just talking every single day. We we had a bond in and out of the business. And when you have that, there's people, I've always said this, there's people in the business that are your friends and they're your coworkers. And Shank is more than obviously both of those things. He's like my, I say he's like my baby brother, but he's older than me. You know, like he, he'll, but he'll say I'm the more adult of us. Not in public though. Not in public. Uh, well, we have a great dude. It's a great dynamic though, because it's like he, he handles all the business stuff. But when it's time for somebody to get street and gangster, it's great how he just goes. If, and then if, I'm like, I, if I didn't know any better, I thought you. I think you guys were a comedy routine as well. Oh no, <laughs> yeah. no! It is seriously. You come to a come to a pre-show meeting. It is. Oh, yeah. It's nothing but dick and fart jokes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> did Did you hear that, Nick? They invited us to a pre-show meeting. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in. I want to listen to I will, you know, like after all this though, like we, we went through all these things and um, he, he always kept poking and prodding. He's like, we need to do a wrestling show. We need to do a promotion. I'm like, I don't know because it's, I think the side of that people don't really understand is people want to run wrestling shows, but it's not just book the talent, book the building, get a ring, go. It is so much more, especially here in Iowa, when there's a commission and you have to do things super by the book. And it's not just a commission. Now it's also insurance stuff. Like there's so much, like there's so many layers to it. And we, we, knock on wood, have done really good at that. And he just, he kept poking, like, we got to do, we got to do a show, got to do a show. And what flipped for me was the passing of my uncle. And we did a show down in Tennessee, did this memorial show. I helped run it with my Aunt Marilyn. And it was like, I don't even think a month later, after we ran that show, I said, Shank, like, like let's let's roll. Like, what do we need to do? And he he gets all giddy, he gets all excited because he finally like he it's also, it's, time out. It's also three AM and we're playing Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like seriously, that was that was our every day. Like that was our every day for basically that point on to the first show we did. We're up playing COD. We're up playing whatever, and just staying on the play on the uh, PlayStation chat, just talking. Okay, what who, who should we book? What should we do? You know, and then we're talking not just like oh maybe it's a one and done show because that's the other side of it. Like there's so many just things people don't like. I said they don't think about when it comes to a show. If you're getting into the wrestling business to try and make money, you're in the wrong <laughs> business. Wrong. But also. But also, you can make money if you do things and, the right way. If, thank you. Your favorite saying, if done right. If done right, <laughs> you can make – he hates when I say it. But oh, always, my. It's his way out points. of everything. It's his way Absolutely. out of all my ideas. It's his Absolutely. <laughs> it is. At this point, it is one of my catchphrases. It's one Everybody's got to have a catchphrase, right? He'll be like, I don't think we can do this matchup because it's physically impossible to have a match on the moon. And I'll be like, yeah. But if you do it right, <laughs> if you promote it, it's done right. And we can do all this. And I explain, he goes, I hate it because you explained it and now it works and I don't like it. I hate it, Prentice. But th there's times where people run a show and it's one and done and it's over. And I said, let's just get through one. If we like it, if we enjoy it, if there's a good reaction, a good turnout, there's so many variables. If we feel like we can keep doing it, we can do it. 
We lost money you, at first. Yeah, that's right. Our first show, we literally had 125 people. We lost a lot of money, and me and him were just giddy as shit. We're like, yeah. dude, <laughs> we did it. Are we doing another one? He goes, yeah. Yeah. It's going to cost us a lot of money. And then we people. fast forward one year. I'm threatening his life. I'm oh, like, yeah. dude, hey, listen, if this stuff don't start turning, I'm going to shoot you, and it's over. And then from that point on, it's been pretty good cake. And we and we had again last year, like this previous years, we've been in business for two years, but it was our best year for so many reasons. Not it's not just a financial thing. It's not just content wise. It's just so many facets of it. And uh, that first show, yeah, we lost money, and we we're just like, you know what? We probably would have lost that on a bet this weekend. Okay, learn. How do we fix this? What do we do to better everything? And and I think it was. I think. What it was is just that the city of Waterloo needed needed a wrestling product. Is yeah. what it was needed some sort of entertainment. We're still like the only entertainment. Like they just started bringing fights back. <laughs> it's crazy. Hold that, hold that thought about the city of Waterloo and being the only show in town. Hold that thought right now. We're yep. going to take a quick break here on the card subject to change. When we come back, we're going to talk everything Absolute Pro Wrestling. We're going to find out what it's like to go to an Absolute Pro show. What people can expect what the fan experience is like. We're going to get right back to that, but hold on. We got to pay some sponsors here real quick. We'll be right back on the card subject to change podcast. For frequency sake, has you covered on all things sports from the squared circle to the hardwood and the gridiron to the speedway. We've got something for everyone. Walk down the aisle with the boys from Cards Subject to Change every Sunday as they take a deep dive into everything pro wrestling. Need your gambling fix? We've got you there. Enter pit row with Rod Villagomez and Fast Money as we win the checkered flag with NASCAR, Xfinity, and truck race winners and props. Football more your style? Explore the waters of NFL DFS with DFS Deep Dive with Brian Craighead and Jordan Kernan each week. More into the science portion of the game? We've got a double dose of action there. The Professor John Bush and Dennis Michelson take you into their science lab and dissect your week in the data lab. Want an analytical take? Nick Gurl and the team at Gridiron AI come to you each week with The Lab. Need to know who to start last minute? The network's flagship show, for fantasy's sake, is here in a pinch. The fellows come to you live every football Sunday from 10 to 11.30 Central with the week's best DFS, gambling, and lineup advice. And wrap up your Sundays with Joe Winkle and Nick Brinks as they come to you live with educated ignorance looking at all the day's action. Can't get enough of Joe? He comes to you three times a week. Not enough football on Sunday? Not a problem. Kick your feet up at lunch on Monday and slip on into the football lounge with Mark and Dan while they look at the week that was in news, notes, and more. For frequency's sake, you know what we mean. Durham Remodeling has been serving the Quad Cities area since 1973. With over 50 years of excellence on their track record, you'll see why it's so easy to trust their experts when it comes to all of your home improvement projects. Durham Remodeling's work is 100% guaranteed, so you can rest assured that you're getting the best service around. Call 309-786-6715 for all of your roofing, siding, flooring, windows, and painting needs. That's Durham Remodeling, 309-786-6715. My name's Ryan Allison. I've spent over a decade immersed in the art of tattooing. Sharply honing my skills has materialized into a diverse and prestigious body of work. Each tattoo reflects my relentless pursuit of excellence, and every client I work with is a living embodiment of that unwavering commitment. I will gladly and wholeheartedly embrace your distinct vision.
Are you looking for the largest slice in the Quad Cities? The right spot is Lopez Pizza. It's better than a hot dog and a handshake. They have two great locations, Uptown on Brady for your delivery and catering needs, and Downtown at 429 East 3rd Street in Davenport for the full experience. Lopez is family-owned and family-friendly. Into wrestling like us, you can catch shows every day and twice on Sunday at their downtown location. Who knows, you may run into a local wrestler or a local podcaster or two while you're there. Stop by each month for a different featured slice by various artists. Lopez Pizza, a proud sponsor of the Card Subject to Change podcast on the For Frequency Sake podcast network. Hello, this is Mick Foley and you are listening to the Card Subject to Change podcast. Welcome back to the show, everybody. You are tuned into Card Subject to Change. We are powered by Lopez Pizza and built by Durham Remodeling. Uh, before we get back into the uh, the meat and potatoes of talking with Jason Prentice and Brandon Eubanks, want to take just another second to talk about our great sponsor, Lopez. Uh, if you haven't been down there, now is the absolute perfect time, no pun intended, since we're talking with the guys from Absolute Pro Wrestling. Uh, they have the SCW Slam and Slice down there, and if you haven't tried it, you're, you only have a little bit more. The end of January, that is going away. Get down there and give it a try. It is magnificent. Uh, chicken, bacon, spinach, and a barbecue peach drizzle that is just fantastic. Uh, but we are here with the owners of Absolute Pro Wrestling. And I want to know, you know, we're, we've been talking about how you guys came together, how you got in the business. Let's focus more on, on your promotion. What is it like to be part of Absolute Pro? Talk about the Absolute Pro Wrestling experience, both for you guys as the owners and from what you see from the fans' perspective as they come into the show. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess I, I could have directed think, that at one of you. Well, I think it's unique. I think it's unique, really, because you get two perspectives from Shank and I. Shank can kind of tell you the perspective as a talent, because like he says, I'll deal a lot with the business stuff. He does deal with a lot with talent stuff. You know, at first, we always joke because some talents would come to me about a question about the show, and he'd be like, they never message me. And then eventually... They started messaging him. He goes, oh, hey, by the way, so-and-so hit me up on uh, Tuesday. And I said, they didn't message me. He goes, I know, second fiddle doesn't feel so good now. Does it? <laughs> you know, like, he'll, just, he'll just give me grief about it. But like we do have two very different perspectives, uh, which is great because then we can kind of come together. If there's something that I see on you know, the stuff I'm seeing and if there's something he's seeing on the side he's dealing with, we can kind of work together. And, and that's why I think we cover so much ground as a unit together. That's why we work so well uh, with absolute for us. But I think as far as, as far as what fans get, I think we're unique to any area we go to, you know, my hometown's Algona, Iowa. When we were on a show here in Algona, it is much different as far as aesthetics, as far as even ticket pricing. It's, it's just different top to bottom when we run here because there's not a lot happening. And I know Shanks talked about that with Waterloo too. There's not a lot happening in Kasuth County where I, like where we are based out of there's bowling 45 to an hour, like 45 minutes to an hour away. And that's it. Like if you want to do something on a Saturday night, there's really nothing. The biggest thing that happens in Algona is probably our fair. So once a year we get to go and do something hoopla and okay, cool. And then it's done. 
And so for us, it's really exciting because we started doing shows here at Algona and it went from, all right, we did two to, you know, we'll increase this to like four or five. And I think this year we're looking at like six or seven shows. And that's the same with Waterloo. We started, we only did four Waterloo shows the first year. And Shank goes, I want us to do so many more. And not just even like shows in Waterloo. He's like, man, if we can get like 10 shows in 2023, that'd be cool. I said, Shank, that's dumb. It's horrible. We're not doing it. So we did 15 last year. Like we did like, <laughs> like we just sat there like we're expanding Fort Dodge. We're expanding Waterloo. We're going to spend in Algona. And each of those communities, they're very different. The crowds are very different. Yes, we pull some people there. It's crazy, guys. There are people who will go to a Waterloo show and say, man, when's your next show? Or they'll say, oh, it's such and such day in Algona or Fort Dodge. And they show up to those shows. And there's people who do the same with Algona. They'll go to the Fort Dodge and Waterloo. And the same with Fort Dodge. They'll go to Waterloo and Algona. And Shank's like, didn't, weren't they just at the show? At? And so, yeah, there's people who want to follow the product. And that just tells you the work, yes, that we do, but also the people in the ring performing, busting their asses for us. It tells you their body of work that there are people who will literally follow us from town to town, which is awesome to see. And there's regulars. You know, maybe not at every show, like, you know, they don't travel to all three, but there's regulars sure. that are at almost every show that we're based out of for Waterloo. You know, there's one guy, this is a true story. My mom told me about this at first. I said, no way. She goes, yeah, this guy's going to bring a bus to the next show, he said. He's going to have this traveling bus with him and his family and his friends. And I said, no way. And we hear, mm-hmm. and Shank goes, yeah, magic school bus is outside. And these, there's like 40 people coming out of a bus. This guy brought his grandkids, wow. his daughter, his, you know, his wife, all these people, all friends and family from a neighboring town, brought them into Waterloo just to watch our show. And they reserve seats every show now. That's you know, got to so, be, a, it's, it's got to be a reassuring thing to oh, yeah. be a part of something like this. And you've got people yeah. traveling multiple hours to come watch your program and come watch your show. I think one thing you'll notice about wrestling fans is loyalty. When they get yeah. onto something, they're loyal to it, and they're going to follow you wherever that show goes. And that's got to be reassuring to you, reaffirming you guys. Got to make you guys feel great. Yeah, you know she, she, what I was going to say. The one one thing I think that it is with our show is like because, like I said, I live in Waterloo. I work in the public, so and a lot of the fans come to where I work. You know, so I see them, they talk to me, they, they, they tell me stuff. And what I think they like about our, is like one thing we got told, which is, it is very true. Indie wrestling, you cannot really do storylines. There's nothing to it. Cause how, you know, you're not running a regular schedule, but for some reason we do storylines and I, I don't care what anybody else says. I think we do them right. We, we, we don't run monthly. Like I would love us to in these locations. However, comma. We run once, maybe like we we get the closest we'll get is three, three weeks at the same location for a show. So like we ran Waterloo and then we ran Waterloo where you guys came. We ran a show three weeks before that yeah. in Waterloo. So and it, same and Van, Mike was saying he he or Jason was saying he was a little nervous. How close can you get it before people are like ah maybe I'll catch the next one or I'll catch. We didn't have that. I think we had a better turnout even. Just I don't know. I just like I said, like he was going on. I, I think it's it's the wrestlers giving the effort too, because you see some guys who go out there and they just half half do it. 
they don't want to, they don't like it. They're not there. I don't think we really have that problem. I think everybody loves to come and fire for, and Waterloo is just a hot crowd anyway. That's a great place to go do so. Yeah. I mean, you know, last, the last Waterloo show we did, it felt, it just, the energy felt different. You know, everything top to bottom. The performers, we're high fiving and we're celebrating because we just, we just had one of the most kick ass shows we'd ever done. Everybody that, took tickets for us, everybody that helped people get to their seating, everybody who did sound, everybody who did ring setup and everything. Everybody just freaking nailed it that whole night, top to bottom, and we were super happy as a team. And like it's like I told Shank, I did say I'm like, how close do we get? You know, but there was some proof of the pudding where we had the same thing happen in Fort Dodge. We didn't have a great turnout at a show in September, I'm like, well, we got one more to go in October. I said, man, I, I hope, you know, the tickets, the pre-sales go well. We had a lot of people that did pre-sale on it. And the next show we did in Fort Dodge, you know, three weeks later, everybody who got a ticket on pre-sale showed up to collect. And then we drew even more people in Waterloo. I'm like, you know what? I, I worried less with Waterloo after that. Cause I'm like, you know what? We got a really good fan base. And we're moving to a new location, and it's downtown. Maybe we'll draw more people, and everything just it went according to what we were hoping for. You know, we got more people. People who pre you know pre bought tickets, they showed up, and Shanks now just hoping that we go monthly instead of you know <laughs> uh, on you know hey go two months then we do a show wait a couple months. It's not even that. Show. I don't care. I just want to run Waterloo till it dies, baby. <laughs> Rider till just, it dies. Well, he also he also just wants to wrestle every weekend. And I told him, I said, I don't blame him. Because we haven't had a show now since November. Our next one's February. And I'm like, you know, we could put together a show if you wanted to next weekend. Like, you know, like if you want to. Because we both well, like hey, the intro now. If done right, correct? Dude, you're invited you to the end of the year dinner that I never go to. <laughs> oh, right. nice I to swear to God, I'm 0-2. I'm 0-2 on end of the year dinners. I've not made one of them. <laughs> not one of them. <laughs> hey, ask him if we go idea. to app. And it's his idea. It was my like, idea. I didn't go it. to it. He's like, we should do show. It. After the show, where are we all going out to eat? Where are we going out hey, to eat? Gonna, gonna, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be there. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry about it. Well, I'll meet you in 10 minutes. Never show. Yeah. Up. Never show. They call me 25 minutes later on video chat. Where are you at? I'm in my bathroom. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I want to talk about that last Waterloo show. You guys had a bit of a celebrity in your midst, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, talk about the mayor of Waterloo coming out to your to your show. That was awesome. That was a huge. I, I feel like a huge moment for us. It, it doesn't matter what, how you feel politically about things. The city of Waterloo just re, being, I guess, taking us in a lot after this show. Like we talked with Mayor Quentin Hart after, and even during the show, like we we had a really good conversation with him. And he's asking, like, what are your plans for next year? You guys, like, you guys love this area. Why'd you bring the show here? And, you know, like Shank was telling him, he's like, we wanted to just bring entertainment, cheap entertainment, but it's not cheap entertainment. It's not cheap and it's not low grade. Like, it's. You're getting your bang for your buck. Yeah. You know, you're, you're bringing a family 
to a show where there's some people who will charge you 50 bucks a head for these for these whole like you got five people in your group they're charging you 50 bucks a head and they're just you know they're not eh, they're good but they're not great i feel and shank will say the same thing i feel like we had a great group of talent great group of men and women who come in they commit they they are fully invested in what we are doing they want to get better but they want to make the team better and that creates a really good product for families and those that are diehard wrestling fans, period, for everybody of all walks of life to really enjoy. And when Quentin Hart was there, the mayor of Waterloo, just he's like, okay, after the show is on, he's like, you're going to get a hold of us. We're going to help you guys. We're going to do all these things to really push you guys and help promote your show because you guys bring something very good to our area. And like Shank said, there's there's not a lot else happening with – the city of Waterloo for events and they want this to be successful. It's a big building. You guys, you know, you've seen it there, CZ. Like that's an area that the city owns too. That's that uh you know Cedar Valley Sportsplex. They own it. And so they want that to do well. They want the building to do well, but they want us to do well. And it's it's something that we're really looking forward to this year. This is a big year for us in Waterloo. The slogan's perfect, man. For the bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I'm not ashamed to admit, I I went up to Waterloo. One, I love going to new shows. I used to have a job where I was traveling around the country, tried to catch as many independent shows as I could. But I was I was going up to Waterloo specifically to see your show and to follow good friend of the podcast, JT Energy, who was wrestling up there. And yeah, that it's great. I got to see him. I always love seeing him wrestling. But bottom of the card to the top, your talent does not disappoint. I'm going to throw that out there. You guys have a lot of great names. Uh, I'll throw Ethan Everhart out there. He's your champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he w- enjoyed seeing him. Uh, I'm not always good with names in first meetings, so drawing a few more names out of out of my brain is going to be hard. But top to bottom, you guys have a great roster. You've got a great product, and I encourage anybody who is – listening here in the quad cities next time you guys have a show in the waterloo make the two-hour drive it's worth it you're going to get your money's worth at this show um which which i'll ask when uh, i know you've got a couple of shows coming up uh talk about when your next shows are where we can find you guys uh for anyone in iowa who's listening so with our schedule coming up we got february 24th we're back here in algona uh, that's going to be a really fun show. we got people that are returning, debuting in Algona, and we also get to debut, knock on wood. We're going to test everything out. we got kind of a new setup for our shows, which we're really excited about. In this offseason, we've been working on a lot of things because we, we've always wanted to grow with everything we do, and that goes from not just what's on our YouTube channel not just what they're seeing in the ring, but also what's around them. What just We want the atmosphere to go and grow. And so we're going to try something new in Algona, which is going to be a lot of fun, knock on wood. And uh, for sure, people will see that at Waterloo. You know, that's like I said, we're testing a lot of things out early on to make sure that by the time we get to the next Waterloo show, everything's going to go for everybody to enjoy. But February 24th, we're in Algona. March 15th, a Friday in Fort Dodge, we're going to have that uh, St. Patrick's weekend. So a good way to start off the weekend is to go and hang out with everybody at the wrestling show and then sure. go party up. They got some pubs. They got all, they got a, <laughs> I think, uh, Old Boston. 
uh, in uh, downtown Fort Dodge, and it'll check that out afterwards. So, uh, you know, they could do that. And then March 23rd, March 23rd is a big day uh, for us. It's our first show back in Waterloo. There's so many things that we have put together for this. Shank came up with the whole concept. He, we just randomly, we were like, oh, hey, we, uh, we had people who got sick at a Fort Dodge show last year. And so we're like, oh, well, let's, let's add a battle royal. We'll add a battle royal into this, you know, to just to spread the card up. We'll get another match out of a battle royal. And Shank was in charge of it. And Shank did it in a way, like, I did, I've never even touched it. I've never even thought of. It, it's just super simple. And su- it's, it's very easy concept. And then I said, do you want, like, we should do more of this. And he's like, I got an idea. And so we came up with this Winter Brawl Classic, which is just, it's the Rumble. It's as it's, it's clear as day, it's the Rumble. But it's never really been done on the level of which we're doing it at. And we're really, at least we don't think so. I don't know. Maybe there's people that do it. There probably are people that do it. But for us, it's new. It's it's fresh for our audience, fresh for our product. And uh, we're really excited about doing that where it's the first TV of USA Wrestling. You know, Absolute Pro Wrestling presents USA Wrestling. And we have all these matches. Ethan Everhart defending against Alvin Falcone, which is big. Alvin Alvin's been growing with us in Absolute Pro Wrestling. He's somebody that everybody loves seeing. Uh, we have Matty Starr, Jackson King, Leo Santel in a six-man match uh, after their big, you know, attack on Ethan Everhart. The boys are in action as well. They'll be in that uh, that uh, Winter Brawl Classics, what we're calling it. And uh, Bryce Short will be in action. We got another guy debuting. Like that's the thing. We got all these new fresh faces. It really is the kickoff of uh, a big year for us in Waterloo. That's March 23rd, the, yeah, March 23rd, the, big, the yep. big return show to Waterloo. And that you said that'll be the first show that you guys are going to put on the YouTube page as well, correct? Yep, yep. Okay. That'll be the first one where we, we'll break it down. Shank, Shank's, oh man, Shank's like, are we, we're doing full shows. And he's like, we're figuring out the the, 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 the uh, dynamic of it. Because I said, oh, it's easy. Just do two matches per episode. He goes, I want them all out now. Because all the talent, they love, seeing, <laughs> they love seeing that full show. So they don't have to wait a little bit. Because he... Him and I are both very impatient. We're very like, I want it now. People, no, which, no, you're way, way more impatient than I am. I, this, dude, I am. this dude has posters made for 2025. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Like we, like we started doing in-house posters, and uh, which is great because I, I've been learning all these things, and I'll send him a poster. And then he'll be like, "Oh, that looks good." I said, "All right, I already changed five things on it already. What do you think?" Yeah, no, that's good. I said, cool, this is the new poster. I just finalized. It's done. Like, everything, he's like, I just start sending it everything can. Oh, yeah, I got Victor Payne versus Cole Cannon. The rematch of the rematches, baby. <laughs> yeah, March 23rd. Well, gentlemen, I want to, I, I think you guys have been fantastic. I love that we got to talk all about Absolute yeah. Pro, learn. Yeah learn how you guys got in the business. And uh, before we, before we kind of wrap things up, where can people find you on social media? Other than obviously you've got the YouTube page, but where else, uh, where can we find absolute pro and follow along on socials? You got it, Shane. Oh, absolute pro wrestling on Facebook. Uh, I don't think we have a Twitter, do we? We do I, don't, Twitter pro. I don't have any at, social media. That's my problem. 
The only social media he has is the absolute pro wrestling page. That's, That's it. literally it. I just I don't have social media, so he. I, I said, don't worry, I'll handle the Twitter, which we don't do a lot of on Twitter, but it's at pro absolute on Twitter and uh, no Instagram. Although Kyle Lenskow, shout out Kyle Lenskow, the best. Kyle, shout out to the dude, no, shout out to the real MVP, Kyle, the guy yeah. who's behind the scenes out here just <laughs> wrecking it as a manager of life. Kyle, <laughs> Kyle is one of I think one of one. People. One of two people who's been to every APW show, and it's me and Kyle. Kyle and I oh. were the only ones who have been to every I thought Brian Jordan has been to everyone. He, you know what? Yeah, it is three. It'd be three then. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm the only one who has, and I felt I didn't go to one show. Nope. So just wasn't feeling it. Just wasn't feeling it. He's like, you see, this doesn't work for me. Uh, <laughs> but I will say, by the way, I did appreciate the title of this episode where it's the pros of Absolute Pro. Uh, I did appreciate that it wasn't the cons of Absolute Pro because Tony, <laughs> Tony, Tony, Tony and Nick are busy, so they, they're doing stuff with their own promotions. So, you know, there's no cons here. <laughs> that'll, that'll be the next time you guys are on. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get bought out by Big Nick. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be my finally well, I got signed. WCW should have yeah. called me back, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> there's this huge running joke with me and wcw i did it in the middle of a match one time with a phone somebody had a phone and they handed it to me it was cole cannon and i was like hello i was like what do you mean wcw ain't calling me back <laughs> what <laughs> hello and i turn and he hits me with the phone <laughs> so yeah now i have this running joke with wcw ain't calling me back and i still don't get it still waiting still waiting, <laughs> still wait hey. Still waiting. hey hey I ain't go until they quit recruiting. I ain't gonna quit wrestling. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to look a little bit ahead to our future. While you guys are here, you have uh, helped us. We're gonna have Maddie Starr, one of your big talents, on the show in February. Absolutely so really hate that guy. About that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I get the impression that he's not very favorable with the fans. Uh, or based people. On the last show that oh, I was. Or people. people. Just people. He got his own locker room, not because we wanted to give him it. He's literally that bad of a person. <laughs> we'll ask him. We'll ask him about that for sure. Do it. Definitely on the list. Uh, but I want to thank you, gentlemen. You have been fantastic. Uh, definitely look forward to you guys coming back on the show in the future. Anytime you want to hype up, hype up your events. Uh, but speaking of the future, Nick, we got to talk about our next big future. And I got to ask you before we wrap things up officially, did you remember to set the right counter? Are we going to tick over to three digits or is it going to be a Y2K thing where everything shuts down next week? It might be a Y2K. It might be a Y2K thing. Everything goes to zeros next week. Episode 100 next week, and we're gonna oh, hit you. It goes to zeros. There's a fireworks. The lights are on. What the heck's on? All of a sudden, it's like the light. The jacket lights up. You're like, no, 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 and then, no. And then, I, and then you see this. You can always pull the uh, you can always pull the Mortal Kombat like the video game. They're back to Mortal Kombat One now, which confuses everybody. You yeah, know, yeah, like, uh, I saw that. You'll be like, "Yeah, welcome to Episode <laughs> One of Card Subject to Change," and everyone's like, "Wait one, a second, zero zero. Yeah, next yep. week, one, <laughs> next one week point zero one. 
1.02. And then when you get to episode 199, you call it ab, ab, you just call it Travis Pastrana. That's it. 199. Travis Pastrana. <laughs> We're hitting you with two episodes next week. We're gonna preview the Royal Rumble live from Cavanaugh's on their patio, uh, their heated patio, might might I add. So be able to be in there for that. We'll watch the Rumble together as a watch party. They've got a kitchen there. You can order what you want for food. I think I'm going for a big burger basket, maybe some chicken wings. I don't know. But after the Rumble, we'll break down the Rumble and uh, kick off officially the road to WrestleMania. We're doing that all next week with episode 100. We're going to hit you with two episodes. And CZ, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Oh, I'm super excited. Uh, you never know who's going to show up. So, hell, Sting. if you guys want to come into Davenport, if Sting shows up, <laughs> uh, that. I don't know what I'm. Oh, well, if first Sting of all, shows I know up, what I'll I will, do. I will melt in a puddle on the spot. I'll do. It's Sting! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really enjoyed this podcast, guys. You <laughs> definitely got a fan now. I'm definitely going to be watching from here on out. We, we enjoyed having you guys. You guys were great. You guys made this one of the easiest ones we've ever done. I mean, uh, this podcast is fun if done right. So that's oh my right. God, God, <laughs> God. I'm going to blade one of these times, dude. One of these times, I'm just going to gig. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to he's just going to say it. I'm just going to go. Forget it. I'm cutting my face off, pulling it down. The shake's been busted open, and he's not even in a match. <laughs> I'm just like, what's going on? Ow! Ow! <laughs> attacking myself. <laughs> no! 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 If every show could be like this, I haven't laughed this much, I don't think, on an episode. So, and that's good. Hey, I want, I want hey, to make- every podcast I'm on, I get this reaction. <laughs> it, it's because it's because you haven't been doing it right. That's why. That's why see? You I hate this so much. I hate all of it. It's done right. Oh, it's our new podcast. It's our new podcast. Check it out. If done right, it's our new podcast. And yeah. we just, it's after every show we do, we just talk about all the crap we should have done because that was terrible. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the show could have been done better if we would have done this. If done right, sponsored. You know right. what? If I probably didn't show up, would have been it would have been a way better show. Yeah, no, 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 that, not at that all. Way. How's Fatal Four Way going? <laughs> oh my god, dude. Uh, well, Kane just showed up with a casket. I'm weird that you would ask. There's a four-way going on, and now there's a cane with a casket. <laughs> is it is it I looked up I looked up the card during the break and I'm like, oh, oh man. man, he is oh, really a oh, oh, I've been like periodically looking over like this. I'm like, why is this go? I watched CM Punk hit Big Show and goes. <laughs> and then Big Show punches him and he falls. I'm like, what is going on here? This is probably when Punk's hurt and he doesn't like himself. <laughs> oh, oh, Punk's going for a casket ride. Yep, there he goes. Goodbye, Punk. Rest in peace. No? For our guest, Jason Prentice, Brandon the Shank Eubanks, I want to thank you guys for joining us once again. For the Wizard CZ, I'm your host, Never Wrong, Nick Bull. This has been the podcast by the fan, for the fan, card subject to change. We are powered by Low Pies Pizza. We are built by Durham Remodeling. And we can't wait to see you next week for episode 100 of Kavanaugh's Live. Take care. Thank you for tuning in. God bless y'all.